Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she, 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 she's certainly making us face a lot of complicated dilemmas about the best of ourselves and the worst of ourselves. And I think in terms of feminism um, and, and sort of a, a gendered perspective on, on liberation, she really falls into, um, a, a, she's quite atypical. The one is that she could potentially be, be, be have been categorized in the wife category as, you know, like Mrs. Cecilia, Mrs. Campbell and others, who perhaps have also been unfairly miscategorized as merely wives. But I think that, of course, she has transcended that. But typically, uh, as per usual masculinized politics, um, there's still this attempt to peripheralize her, to push her to the edge, to push her to the, to the margins of political consideration rather than censoring her as a change agent, as a political agent in her own right. Um, and, and, and this is really also linked to the way that our liberation politics were fought, not only in South Africa, but, but across the continent and maybe across different regions. And that, it's always about the national question, the liberation question, and women are always perceived. Women's question, the question of women's citizenship is always viewed as being something, an extra thing, an extra burden, which will be attended to once the question of, in inverted commas, real liberation has been attended to. And, and this has been found to be absolutely flawed. What this then does is that it also pushes the role of women like Memandela and many others that, you know, one could name. It pushes them to the periphery even after liberation. And that certainly, to a great extent, almost happened to her. Um, and it almost makes women's role uh, dependent on only their role within a particular time and space in liberation rather than as part of forming the nation that has come after, mm. rather than as part, as part of the architecture, the ideas, the ideology, the meaning, um, the way that we populate this nationhood. And one thing that I noticed is that in the last few years, especially just the, the period before uh, Mr. Mandela, Mr. Nelson Mandela passed away, President Nelson Mandela passed away, she was almost being erased. And that's another thing that often happens is that the people, the women who are viewed as difficult, who are viewed as transgressors, who are viewed as being particularly problematic um, and not willing to wear aprons and pinafore dresses, but who are really vocal as she was, um, you know, are, 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 are then erased. And so they're really, I think, cynical. I think what is almost worse than anything that she did or did not do is the attempt to erase all of her contributions to this country. So good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's and, talk and, about and that. that. We should be willing to deal with that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. There's a. I was reading a statement which, uh, at the end, uh, while celebrating her life, it says she was no angel. She was a human being like every one of us. And I wondered whether or not that was necessary. And secondly, do you think that there has been a preoccupation um, with her sex life? With due respect, I know we're talking about an elder, but it seems when people talk about um, what she did in her fight for the struggle, uh, there is that preoccupation with uh, what she did between his, between the sheets. Yes, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's to do with um, the fact that many women are, are, are not en- enabled and entitled to make decisions as adults and have agency over their own bodies and, and choices and the infantilizing of women. It's also to do with the, I would suggest that the, it's the pervasive double standard where, uh, where, where, where men are, are, are excused far greater, um, I don't know, I don't even want to call them indiscretions, but that their choices are not, their, 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 their choices, the choices about how they spend their private time and exercise their sexual agency are not scrutinized to the same extent. And, and I think that what's really very unfortunate about all of this is that we are then excusing and by, by, by default, trying to force 
a particular, uh, this woman into a corner which says that she she must be a saint in other in order for us to adequately celebrate her. And the whole these caveats and riders that people keep on providing. She was great, but she was flawed. You know, she she did great things, but she made a contribution. But and yet there are many men whom we know who, and I said this previously, and I'll say it one more time. Uh, m- many men that we know who have been convicted of rape charges, who have been convicted of assault, who have been convicted of all sorts of things. You have a young man, a young minister, Manana, who was who was beating up women in, in the parking lot last year. Um, and and we, 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 is this going to be his epitaph? He's probably going to continue. And there are many incidences in history where we see that brutal, thing hap- brutal things happen in war. Men like Castro, uh, men like Chairman Mao. We don't talk about the fact that millions of people died in the Chinese Revolution during the Great Leap Forward. There was a cost to that Great Leap Forward, and I think it was a brutal cost. We need to measure whether that cost was worthwhile. But I think that if we're going to keep on uh, honing in on one aspect of a person's life and one aspect of a person's um, uh, personal life in particular, we, we run the risk of really becoming really Puritan, moralizing, Victorian, Victorian um, stone throwers, rather than staring at a legacy that is an activist liberation legacy.